0: church. How are you guys doing this uh, great long weekend Saturday night? Amen. Yeah, we're going to talk about shouting, so that's a good kickoff here. Uh, It is a privilege to be here. I'm so honored. Uh, Thank you for coming out Saturday evening here to the neighborhood uh, to join with your family in worship. Everybody joining us online around the world, we're honored that you're joining us as well. Uh, Let's just bow together in a quick word of prayer. Father, as we look to your word tonight, we pray that it becomes alive in our lives. Not just words written on a page, but truths that are embedded in the very being and DNA of who we are. Help us to become the walking, talking, breathing word of God. Help us to be fully mindful that we are the modern day, the present day, hands and feet of Jesus to this world. And Lord, may we be ever, ever understanding that we as individuals and as a corporate body are the temple of the spirit of God on earth. And where we go, the Spirit of God goes. And the Spirit of God cannot enter a situation without that situation changing, without the attitude or atmosphere shifting in some way. God, make these truths very evident and real to us tonight, I pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, generally when I speak, I uh, show a quick picture of my family. Uh, me and my wife, Jenny, are uh, just shy of six months away of our 25th anniversary. So yeah, that's exciting. We've got four beautiful kids, uh, my daughter Emery and my youngest Plamen are here with us tonight as well as my wife. Uh, my two oldest, the uh, cowboy and the one to the left, uh, my two oldest live in Alberta. Uh, but it is, uh, we've just been blessed in so many ways. So uh, we've got Louis IV, Emmanuel, Emery and Ploman. And so that's, that's my, uh, my beautiful family. As Pastor Jordan said, I'm the church coach for the Saskatchewan District of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. I get the privilege of sitting on our national executive with the uh, Pentecost assemblies. And it's really my honor just to be here and sharing God's word with you tonight. Um, I just want to encourage you to know that I don't think any of you are here by accident. Um, It's long weekend. It's Saturday. It's hot. It's beautiful outside. And yet I believe God has something for you tonight. So I just pray that you're open to hearing what God wants to say to you. And and just let God's word truly penetrate uh, your very being. With that, we are in our uh, Summer Psalter series. We're looking at Psalm 100. And uh, let's just dive right into that. Psalm 100, a psalm for giving grateful praise. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen? Amen. The reading of God's words. Uh, Some theologians look at Psalm 100 and they think that it was a part of maybe a formal thanksgiving service where people kind of come together and it paints this imagery of this group group this congregation coming to the the sanctuary and and coming in shouts of praise and worship and then entering the inner courts declaring praises to God Most High. These shouts and songs of praise. And then beyond being a part of maybe a formal thanksgiving service, we also look at this psalm and, and throughout our history, it's also been used as a benediction for personal and family Uh, devotion time. Basically, you would start your day with your individual or your family devotions and at the end of your family devotions kind of to send you out into the day they would read this psalm as a benediction, a declaration, a blessing for you to kind of keep in mind five kind of high-level thoughts as you enter your daily grind. And so that's what we're going to kind of look at today. These five kind of high-level realities. Uh, Just really quick, here they are. Emotion, motion, knowledge, thanksgiving, and remembrance. Emotion, motion, knowledge, thanksgiving, and remembrance. So let's just jump into that. Emotion. Verse 1, we read, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Uh, The English Standard Version changes it just a little bit, and it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Now, I love Psalm 100 for one reason, because it can be translated as noise. Now, now we've got some incredible musicians and worship teams at Neighborhood Church, amen? Like, give them a th- like Pastor Paul and team, give them a hand. Amazing. I, I always stand amazed at the people who are spiritually just blessed and gifted with that musical talent. But I want to call out to my non-musical friends out there. Is there anybody else out there like me who can't carry a tune in a bucket? Pastor, yeah, yeah, okay. We pastored in Carlisle for like some 17 and a half years, and sometimes we'd you know, have people, and there'd be odd times to kind of sing happy birthday to somebody, and I'd start into happy birthday, and the whole congregation would be like, <vivre> Pastor Louie, z- 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 <laughs> stop. We got this. We got you, Pastor. They wouldn't even let me lead happy birthday because I was so off, tune. And actually tonight, as we were singing, I was singing beside my daughter, and I was kind of getting into it. And then all of a sudden I went into it, and I'm like, oh, that's not where we're going. She kind of looked at me. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just not how it goes. But I am so thankful that it doesn't say make a in-tune noise. It just says make a joyful noise, a joyful shout. I, uh... I used to sing quite quietly, because I was like always worried if I sang, like, how, I like to be loud, in case you didn't notice, but I used to sing, if I sang loud, I was always worship, worried I'd throw the leader off, and every once in a while, I was like, because I sat up at the front, and all of a sudden, they're like, and they're listening to me, and all of a sudden, the leader's like, yeah, he's just, he's just messing it up. A friend of mine once said, you know, if God has given you a good voice, use it to worship him. If he's given you a bad voice, just give it back to him. You know, like, that's, that's good advice. <laughs> joyful shout, joyful noise. I often like to say make a joyful, noisy shout. Just make a joyful, noisy shout. And so I want you to think just for a moment, where in life, where or when in life do you kind of just, just naturally make a joyful, noisy shout? If it's appropriate, you know, throw it back at me. Where, where in life do all of a sudden you go, what? Yeah! Woo! Sports? Sports, Hockey game? Concert, right? Yeah! All of a sudden, there's these moments in life where it's just kind of guttural. You can't even... All of a sudden, it's like, Whoa! Yeah! And you make this, this, this joyful, noisy shout, this declaration. You just can't contain it. Something has to come out of your vocal cords somewhere around 17 or 18 times in scripture we read about making a joyful shout or a joyful noise Uh, in in ancient times it was customary if you were in the presence of the king or maybe that the king would somehow enter and he would come into the presence of his subjects the way the king would enter his subjects would all of a sudden just give this loud shout yes because they were declaring the victory we are victorious our king is here this declarative shout this noise of joy in uh, the book of numbers chapter 3 23 when Balaam the false prophet is hired by King Balak to curse the people of God and, and God won't let him curse them he looks over and sees this this multitude of people and he says the Lord their God is with them and the shout of a king is among them. They believe that this this shout actually declared that the presence of God the presence of their king was with them. In Joshua chapter 6 we probably mostly know the story the Israelites march around, march around, march around and then General Joshua tells his people shout for the Lord has given you the city. And then there's another great story in 1 Samuel. The Philistines are fighting the Israelites, and there's this crucial point in the battle when the Israelites ask for the Ark of the Covenant to be brought into the camp. And it says, when all the Israelites saw the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord coming into the camp, their shout of joy was so loud, it made the ground shake. what's, What's going on? The Philistines asked, what's all the shouting about in the Hebrew camp? When they were told it was because the Ark of the Lord had arrived, they panicked. The gods have, have come over into their camp, they cried. This is a disaster for us. The Israelites believed That they were in the presence of god the the covenant shows up they're on the battlefield and they couldn't contain themselves they shouted so loud because they believed they were in the presence of god himself and victory was theirs and they just elicited a joyful noisy shout What, what do you think you would do if you were in the presence of god You think it would elicit some emotion? Maybe some emotion that couldn't even be contained? Do you know who is and has actually experienced the presence of God? Do you know who that is? Anybody? 1 Corinthians 3.16 says this. Do you not know that who? That you. Do you not know that, that you... that that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells where? In in me, in you. You've encountered the living God that ought to elicit some kind of emotion, some kind of noisy, joyful shout. Oh my goodness! The spirit of all creation dwells in me. And this idea of this daily benediction as you start your day before you kind of go out into the world and you remind yourself oh, God has done so much for me I'm so blessed and as I go into the day I, oh, today I'm so blessed today I am I'm the temple of the Spirit of God And when I go out today wherever I go the Spirit of God goes As you start your day, this idea that there should be this moment of emotion, this moment of declaration, joyful, noisy shout. The Spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells within within you. As a follower of Jesus, you've been forgiven. You become a child, a son or daughter of the God of the universe. You've been shown extreme mercy again and again and again. Before you leave your house in the morning, you look in the mirror, and you realize, I'm created in the image of God. I'm a child of God. I've been forgiven, set free, redeemed. I." You can ask my wife, I'm pretty noisy in the morning. That realization, every day, I start my day understanding. And it's okay to be emotional about the reality that the God of the universe has set you free, redeemed you, forgiven you, called you to himself. I don't know why sometimes Christians, I don't know why sometimes we We've been given the most incredible thing, and we think we shouldn't be emotional. I've talked with some people. Well, Pastor Louie, I'm I'm just not emotional, you know. But I've seen you at like Ryder Games, right? Some of you, unfortunately, I've seen at Blue Bomber Games. And then some in this corner, I think I've even seen at Stampeder Games. (laughs) 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 Emotional, joyful, noisy shout, right? You know why? Because it's real and we're connected to it. And we just can't help ourselves. God of the universe lives and dwells in you. That's real. That's connected. I pray that's connected to you. And every day, this idea of this benediction. Oh, God. I'm so thankful. So it's okay to be emotional about the fact that you are the temple of the Spirit of God on earth and that where you go the spirit goes and that's gonna change things and we can't just leave it at emotion we actually go from emotion and we then need to actually include some motion some motion verse 2 worship the Lord with gladness come before him with joyful songs the English Standard Version says this it says serve the Lord with gladness Worship and serve are kind of used interchangeably, but it's this idea that we're going to be active in our faith. There's going to be motion put forward. We're going to sing. We're going to have this joyful, noisy shout. But we're not just going to jump up and down and sing and yell. We're going, to, we're going to realize that moment. We're going to have that emotional response, and then we're going to drive forward to serve God and serve those that he's put in our path. What we've done for the least of these, we've done for God. Joyful, noisy shout is great, First response. It's guttural, you can't contain it. But God wants more than just fans, He wants followers. People who are willing to serve Him, move into the motion of obedience and service. It's great to get excited Saturday night. And it's easy to get excited Saturday night. We got great musicians who get us excited. And I'm thrilled. But we're not getting excited just so that we can sit on our hands. For the next six days. We're getting excited so that we can move out into the world, into that motion. And every day, this idea of this psalm being that daily benediction. Oh, I'm so thankful for what you've done, God, and now now I'm gonna remind myself to serve and move and enter this world today. And you know what? Today actually isn't a daily grind. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Today is the day that that God has given me opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus to every person I come into contact with. Today is not a daily grind. Today is an opportunity to live out the eternal mission that Jesus has co-opted me into to share his love and his message with others. Oh, today is not a grind. Today is the opportunity to be the very presence of Jesus. And at the beginning of my day, I remind myself. emotion oh god and then we move into emotion where we worship and serve him and we serve others we live a life of obedience spiritual maturity isn't measured by glorious singing as much by glad serving we serve the lord with gladness pastor i'm kind of having a bad day or pastor you don't know what's going on in my life you know what, I just, I, I kind of don't feel like it. I just need some me time. Start your day with this daily benediction. Today I'm going to serve the Lord with gladness. Today is not going to be a daily grind. Today is going to be an opportunity God has given me to be his hands and feet. Today is an opportunity to serve. And I get that struggles and tragedies happened in life, or happen in life. But Jesus said in John 16, He said, in this world you will have trouble. He tells us we're going to have trouble. But then what does He say? He says, but take heart, I've overcome the world. When we remind ourselves daily that today is an opportunity given to us by God to serve Him with gladness, to live our lives as, as living sacrifices, and to engage others, so when others are having a terrible day or a rough week or a heck of a season we can also step in and remind them that no matter what this world throws at them they can come to know the one who has overcome this world And despite the difficulties which are very real as they come to know Jesus they can overcome whatever this world is gonna throw at them as well I start my day reminding myself of that God, may I be emotional for what you've done for me. And today, may I engage in the motion of serving you. Then the third kind of high-level reality as a a daily benediction declaration or blessing is that of knowledge. (coughs) Know, verse 3, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pastures start every day reminding yourself of who God is and who you are, P.S. you and I aren't God and who we are in relation to him he made us we didn't make ourselves and we're not some cosmic accident God made us we're his people, we belong to him, we're the sheep of his pasture, this world that we occupy is his and we ought to treat it and manage it and steward it because it's His that He's entrusted to us. Every day I'm going to start with that knowledge of who God is and who I am and who I am in relationship to Him. I think Christians should be great thinkers. I was, uh, I was with a friend the other day and he kind of said, he, he said, I think some people's brain cells are under-exercised. You know, I, I don't think that should be a statement of the church. Like, that shouldn't be a statement of the church. Within the church, we should be well-thought. We should be thinking deeply about spiritual truths and realities, and our mind matters to God. Mark 12, 30, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength, right? Your mind is important. Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your... By the renewing of your mind. In the Old Testament, in Hosea 6, my people are destroyed from a lack of from a lack of knowledge because you've rejected knowledge i reject you as my priests that's a crazy statement we're destroyed because we don't have know- because we haven't stopped to think through things fully in second peter 3:18 grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ christians should be great thinkers To think deeply about the things of God. We're to know, to know Him as Lord, to know what it is that we're supposed to be obedient to, to know how I'm supposed to represent Him day in and day out. We're to know that He made us, that we're an act of His creation. You need to know that you are a special creation of God the most high. And that God is a is an incredible miraculous incredibly detailed artist. And he created you. And he doesn't create junk. He created you. You're valuable, you're worthy. He died for you. We're supposed to go out into our day with that knowledge. Know that we're his people, his sheep. We need to know that we are his, first by creation, and second, if we're followers of Jesus Christ, we're also his by redemption. He paid an incredible, hefty price for each and every one of us. Revelation 5:9. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal because you were slain. AND WITH YOUR BLOOD YOU PURCHASED FOR GOD PERSONS FROM EVERY TRIBE AND LANGUAGE AND PEOPLE AND NATION. (sighs) KNOW YOU'RE HIS PEOPLE BY CREATION AND BY REDEMPTION. KNOW THAT WE ARE HIS. THERE'S THIS IDEA OF OWNERSHIP, AND THAT IDEA OF OWNERSHIP IMPLIES CARE. HE CARES FOR US AS YOU GO OUT INTO YOUR DAY. HE CARES FOR US EVEN WHEN THE BOTTOM, seems to drop out of our lives in this world. Even when sickness or some other thing enters our world, we start the day with that knowledge, knowledge of of who He is, who I am and who I am in relationship to Him, knowing that that we're His and and He cares for us every day. Fourth kind of high-level reality that we start our day with, that daily benediction or blessing, the Declaration, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. This idea of thanksgiving. Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, Lord, thank you. Do you, do you guys know what the uh, Canadian national pastime is? Anybody? See, it used to be Hockey. Ha- hockey. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I just checked if you were on the internet a few minutes ago. I'm pretty sure today the national pastime is complaining. We we seem to love to complain. Everybody complains about everything, right? Employees complain about employers. Employers complain about employees. Students complain about workload and teachers. Teachers complain about workload and students. Everybody complains about everything. And why not? There's a lot to complain about, right? Like there is. Oh my God. Earlier today, Jenny and I were at our house, and I was kind of saying something like, whoa, Louie, you're about to talk about being thankful. You better stop complaining. Right? It's just so natural. It's our default mode almost. The problem is complaining, I believe, is actually a, a symptom of a deep-seated spiritual problem. It's actually a symptom showing that we we're failing to trust God. We're failing to be submissive to Him, and we're failing to rely on His ultimate provision. And complaining is kind of a crazy, serious sin. In uh, the Old Testament, Numbers chapter 11, verse 1, soon the people began to complain about their hardship, and the Lord heard everything they said. Then the Lord's anger blazed against them, and he sent a fire to rage among them and destroyed some of the people in the outskirts of the camp. Like I, maybe we shouldn't be complaining online that much. What do you think? Like complaining is a major sin. But when we start our day With this kind of idea of this declarative benediction this this blessing we started with this idea of thanksgiving on our mind we all of a sudden recognize that God exists and that he's the source of everything that we have we recognize our total dependence on him every breath comes from him and him alone all of a sudden we start to trust in God's sovereign control his his infinite wisdom his purpose his plans his grace When we start the day with thanksgiving, I think it sets us up to go through the day and all of a sudden start to to see and recognize all the ways, all the places where we should be thanking Him. And when we don't start our day with thanksgiving, I think it's very easy to default into that default setting of complaining. You know, every day, I start the day and I remind myself I need to be thankful. For every breath, thankful. For the grace and mercy I've been extended again and again and again. Thankful that I get to be a part of God's eternal divine mission. Thankful. One author said, worship's a lot better than whining. Amen? The idea of, I'm going to be thankful today. And then the fifth and final kind of high-level reality from this psalm, as you look at it as a daily benediction, a declaration to go out into your day with, Verse 5, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Whether you've had a good week or not, you need to know that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. This idea of remembering that the Lord is good, despite our life situations or how we perceive what's going on, The uh, World Biblical Commentary wrote this. One of the striking features of this psalm is its affirmation that the Lord is good. Good functions in polarity with evil or bad. Thus to speak of God as good is to affirm that the Lord of Israel is the source of all that makes life possible and worthwhile. It's an all-encompassing attribute that catches up everything positive that human beings receive in life and often is experienced specifically in God's deliverance of persons from distress. The Lord is good because He does good things, acts which give life, which deliver from evil, and which empower the recipient with power. Every morning as you start your day, that once again reminder, God is good. The Lord is good. The Lord gives me life today. The Lord, whether I see it or not, He's delivering me from evil. Oh, God is good. He empowers me with power for today to be His hands and feet, to enter the situations that He has for me, to represent Him and to show this world His love. I need to remember every morning that God is good. I need to remember that His love endures forever. So- somebody really needs to hear this tonight. His love endures forever, even just despite the fact that you had a slip of the tongue earlier, just despite the fact that, that, that you sinned, despite the fact that you acted out a character with maybe somebody you dearly love. Oh God, help us not to do those things, but also you need to know tonight that His love endures forever. Forever. His mercies are everlasting and they never run out. Oh, I'm so glad that His mercies are going to be there again tomorrow. Remember that His faithfulness continues through all generations. I've often said that the only person who can take you out of the will of God is you. The devil can't take you out of God's will. The godless culture government sanctions, your spouse. Sometimes we like to blame our spouse. None of those people can take you out of God's will. The only person who can take you out of God's will is you because he's given you free choice. With that being said, his faithfulness endures forever. If he has spoken to you, it will come to pass as long as you don't take yourself out of what his will is. God's faithfulness continues on. So as each day begins, this idea of Psalm 100 as being this this declaration, this benediction. Worship team, come on out. Um, This declaration, this benediction of, of how to start the day. Emotion. God, today I feel the wonder of all you've done for me. God today I feel the wonder of all you've done for me and I can't help but make this joyful noisy shout. Oh God. Motion. God today I will move towards you and towards those you've put in my path and as an act of worship and service to you. God I'm going to move. Knowledge. God today I know you are God and I am not. I am yours by creation and redemption. Oh, God, I need to know that every day. Thanksgiving. Lord, today I will not fall into the culture of complaining because I recognize my total dependence on you. Every breath is a gift. And remembrance. God, no matter what goes on in this world or how I perceive it, you are always good and loving and faithful every day psalm 100 this idea of a declared of daily benediction to remind us of these five day five high level thoughts so as we enter every day we don't forget these things let's bow together in a word of prayer heavenly father lord i truly pray that we would start each day fully having, having that moment where we recognize all that you've done for us Lord, that guttural response once again, oh, I can't believe I'm forgiven. Oh God, I can't believe you rescued me from darkness. Oh God, I I can't believe you've called me your child, your son. God, I'm so thankful for that and I'm gonna drive, I'm gonna move into this world today with the mindful thought that I am your hands and feet. I am the temple of the spirit of God and I'm gonna serve and worship you and I'm gonna serve others for your glory. God, today I know I know that you are God and I am not. I don't need to carry that burden into my life. Oh God, I'm yours. You created a masterpiece in me. I don't see that masterpiece when I'm looking in the mirror this morning, but God, I know. I know this to be true. So today I remind myself once again that I am a masterpiece created by you. I'm yours by creation and by redemption. Oh God, you paid such a hefty price for me. Oh Lord, this day I'll be thankful. I'm gonna bring an end to the complaining in my life. I'm going to be thankful for every breath and every opportunity. And God, I'm going to remember once again today that you are good. Oh, you're so good. No matter what this world throws at me or what happens, I'm going to be mindful that you are good. Lord, I pray that we remember these things day in and day out. That we allow them to dictate our our daily goings about our actions. And Lord, that you would just speak to us and remind us of all these truths. Move in our lives. May these be very real to us. I pray in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.